they put the scientific name of the cactus as the ad title. Not a common cactus. The photo of like it they're is baiting you specifically. A little bit. Um, I mean, it did say it said okay, so it said the name of it, and then it just said the word cactus. So like they they did say the word cactus for it to come up in my search result. However, the information inside it was a photo of this cactus. No identifying features. You couldn't wait, really tell wait, what the context wait, was. Wait, I have a joke. What? Were you being cactus fished? Is that a joke? Is that the level that we're operating on now? This is the Two Girls Talking Podcast. That's not even what you're supposed to say. Oh. <laughs> um, and the inside information said, downsizing my personal collection, contact me directly at this phone number. And I wanted to write and be like, hello, collector of rare cacti. I want to know your stories. They're Craigslist stories. They're, they're de-stashing, I think is the word. Oh, it was a cacti de-stash for sure. Uh-huh. I did find some good stuff. Got to clear out some room for some new cacti. Um, And I sent it to Kat. She was like, I'm not buying anything. And an hour later, she texted me. She's like, I'm on my way to that guy's house to look at the cactus. <laughs> and I was like, I had my eye on these ones. And she's like, those are the ones I'm going to get. And I was like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> Someone should have them. Someone should and have them. They should not be me, but they were like insane prices. It was such good deals. Like it was some guy that was clearly just like moving out of his house and was like, I don't want to take all these fucking plants. And they were already potted and gorgeous. And he like had priced them so low. I was just like, oh my God. Like he knew they were worth something. So he was selling them for like, it wasn't like, oh, they're free. Come take them. But I was still like, that's insane for the size of it. You know, some of those are really slow growing like the San Pedro. I was like, man, I would go pick that bad boy up if I had $15 to my name. Dude, <clears throat> I have a little cactus that is totally thinking about flowering. Oh, what a delight. I like I can it's it's all the way on the other side of the trailer and I can see all the way from over here the little bud. It's Aww. so prominent. Yeah, my cactus is I'm a little worried about sunburn right now. Um so I'm trying to find the perfect mixture between like indirect and direct light, especially for transplants. So what? What? what how could a, a cactus get sunburned? I feel like that's what they're made for. You're supposed to plant it. And this is something I didn't really know, but you're supposed to plant it so that the same side that was facing, like you're supposed to plant it basically if you transplant it exactly the same direction as it was facing before and all that stuff, because that's how it's like accustomed to interacting with the sun wow. for like hundreds of years you know decades or whatever however old it is and there's all these rules i watched i read a really long pdf from like the california school of agriculture about transplanting barrel cactuses and it was i mean fascinating stuff and definitely groundbreaking material get it but uh (laughs) it's almost as good as cactus fishing no it's better (laughs) groundbreaking material about planting something come on what do i have to do around here anyway it's just, I mean, it's all consuming at this point, this cactus situation, and it's it's taking up a lot of time, a lot of mental energy. A really lot of trying pa- to... A lot of paper, it sounds like, printing off those PDFs. <laughs> well, you got to put them in your binder, your cactus binder. <gasps> Dude, I was watching a I movie. Could make the cu- I could design the cutest cover for your cactus binder. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, I bet you could. Oh, Can't I want to do it come. so bad. I want to do it so bad. It'd be so cute. So, listen, I got wine because I have a topic that I both don't want to talk about and feel scared about talking about but also feel like exploding with feelings about it and so i'm like 
I mean, we can go there. It just sounds painful. I know. Your face really sells the... <laughs> you, like, kind of slithered away from me and slid down a bit, and your face turned into a punctuation of some kind, a thumb print. <laughs> That's your meanest thing you say about someone, is if they look like a thumb. No, you look like a thumb print. Yeah, very specific. Like this. This is you. Nobody's face should do that. When I say, I'd like to discuss something painful. Uh, it's just I've been discussing painful things all day by working, you know? Yeah, life is painful. Join the club. <clears throat> I'm pretty excited about this wine I got. It's not, it? th- it's not $3 wine. It's like $8 wine, and it's delicious. I got $8 wine, too, because it was the cheapest one at the store. Yeah, I, I, got, I, I am dumb and went to BevMo thinking, they've got good prices. But what they have is good prices on wine that's already too expensive for me to drink. Yeah. So I should have just gone to Target. But um, I'm drinking Belle Ambiance. Ooh, I'm drinking um, Old Vine Zinn from Gnarly Head that was marked off $5. So Nice. You got a good deal. I got a very good deal. It was the cheapest wine and it was the best deal. It's very, it's muy delicioso. Yeah, mine is so good. Man, it's a good thing I can't afford wine. All right, now that we've pussyfooted around the topic by discussing wine for half an hour. I don't feel drunk enough. Have some more. Okay. I can do book talk. Recommend some books to our listeners. I was like, didn't we already do this? No, that was just us hanging out yesterday. Do book talk. Book talk. Um... So I recently discovered an author that people either know everything about her and have read all of her books or they don't know she exists at all, Um, which I mean, I guess that's every author, right? So her name is Anne Patchett and she's a genius and she writes very beautiful fiction and really lovely essays. Um, And the book that I like the best of hers is called Bel Canto and it's about a group of terrorists that take over um, a birthday party happening in a Spanish country or Spanish language country. And they think that the president of the country is there, but he's not. So they take hostages and it's kind of about what happens to the hostages, what happens to the terrorists. And it's really like interconnected in the most lovely ways. And just, I felt like I was highlighting something on every other page because her prose is just so good, so strong and so beautiful. And I just love her. Like I, Man, Amy Cannon, friend of the pod, friend of the pod, Amy C, um, sent me some of her quotes, and that's kind of what turned me on to her. And then also I had read Commonwealth, um, but hadn't thought to like, I was like, oh, I should read more Ann Patchett, but then never did anything about it. And then Amy sent me some quotes, and I thought, yes, now I will go read this. And I read I read like three of her books when I was in Iceland, and they were all great, so fun, like just easy, wonderful reads. Um but it's just super insightful and beautiful. So anyway, and Patchett, hearty recommendation. Friend hearty. of the pod. Good. Everyone, um, I'll put something in the show notes. And she has a bookstore called, in it's called Parnassus, and it's in Nashville. A business lady. She is an entrepreneur, and she writes a whole essay about being an entrepreneur. I want to read that. Give me that. Print me okay. a PDF in a binder. <laughs> I will send it. Um, it's basically about how she found the perfect business partner, much like I did to run my scam <laughs> with. And uh, yes, someone tried to part- tell me I wasn't running a scam the other day. Isn't that cute? 
Like anyone who has any opinion about any of it, I'm always like, mm-hmm, let me listen with wide-eyed wonder as you presume to give me some advice. Um, you I mean, about anything ever. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> uh, basically, she was like, yeah, I wanted to open a bookstore. And this lady was like, hey, I'm an expert in bookstores and want to open a bookstore. Um, here's the binder with all the information about it. And she was like, okay, I don't want to call it that. And the lady's like, nope, we're calling it that. Parnassus. And she was like, okay. And then it became this huge successful thing. And she was on like the cover of the New York Times and all this stuff. And her publicist was like, we couldn't buy this kind of press for you if we tried. Like she just like went all around the world talking about the bookstore. And cause she legitimately found a reason to open it in Nashville because she said that like, um, Barnes and Noble had closed, like all the big bookstores had actually like left Nashville and there was only a couple of smaller independent bookstores and there was Weird. nothing on it. Yeah. So she was like, well, I have to open a bookstore. There's none here. Um, yeah, it's, it's called an independent bookstore for independent people, which I kind of like. So, and they have like dogs and cats and things and it sounds amazing. Um, trip is what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, Nashville's on my list for, uh, for the end of this year, beginning of next year. Hang on. I remembered that I wrote down some of my thoughts in my, um, in my journal. How nice for someone to get to pre-prepare for dangerous topics. And the only reason why I pre-prepare is so that you don't have to talk about the topic if you don't want to. It's not like I'm like quizzing you. It's like I have a lot of feelings that I'd like to talk about and you have the unfortunate <laughs> unfortunate reality of being my uh my co-host slash thought receptacle. Yeah. It's like in the giver when he's like I have some memories to give you and then he like gives him the memories and the guy's like no, now I don't have the memories, you have them. It's like that. I'm Jonas, you're the giver. I haven't done the giver thing. Um, I can tell you it's Graham's favorite book. And also my cat. Does done the giver thing mean read the giver? <laughs> yeah, that's Jesus what I meant. Christ. <laughs> the movie was so bad. It was a bummer. Okay, so here's my topic. Here's my um, edgy topic. Did we start recording? Yeah, I started recording back when you were like, so I got on Craigslist and I was looking up weird cactuses, and I was like, gotta hit record. It's happening. It's all like happening. Breaking, breaking the computer, <laughs> trying to hit push play. Yep. Cool. I was like, man, I didn't get the very beginning of this. I wonder if anyone will anyone will get me confused. And I'm like, of course they'll be confused. They'd be confused if I got the whole thing. None of this makes any sense. Cactus fishing. I explained it so carefully. I went on Craigslist and searched for some cactuses. What is confusing about any of that? Okay, so I want to do a follow-up episode where I talk about my body and how I still feel all kinds of, all, all a variety of emotions. Okay. Um, and so the last episode we did was almost a year ago. What we Was always, it? Yeah, so we recorded it, I think, in June of 2016, and now here we are in May I don't like that story. That's a bad story. Um, it took a. We didn't release it for a long time because I couldn't edit it because I was scared of. Well, listening to it sounds terrible. I would never listen to it. it sounds awful. So, too sad. But yeah, well, uh, everyone should go back and check that out if they want to hear about our thoughts on our bodies a year ago. And af- so after we recorded that, I stopped weighing myself. Mm-hmm. And I also like moved 
and a variety of other things happened. And I was like, I am not going to be obsessive. And I had already mostly stopped working out at that working out at that point. So then I was just like weighing myself and trying to maintain and like just feeling like really angry all the time about how like. No matter what, little bodies just want to gain weight. Well, yeah, like nothing like like well, it it just felt like I was in this place where I was like, I still am not happy with like, I still wish I weighed less than I do. Um, but also I like I we talked about how I felt like I still didn't look normal and you were like that's so crazy you are like totally a normal size normal person and I was like uh that might be true but like in my head it doesn't feel that way and also I hate my body still so like it doesn't matter so I decided to stop weighing myself to like embrace some sort of like idea that people on the internet claim to have about like intuitive existing so I was I was like I'm gonna stop weighing myself and I'm just gonna like figure things out and if I can gain a little bit of weight that's fine because like like it's like if I if I want to be quote skinny which we'll we'll just describe how I was in 2016 as skinny for the sake of the conversation you were skinny um I still like my pant size was still something you couldn't find in most stores so I don't yeah (laughs) it doesn't but like we'll we'll say for the sake of argument that was skinny I was like if like being skinny means like aggressively weighing yourself and not eating very much and not having fun and feeling guilty all the time. Like maybe I'll try what it means, dude. Well, not for everyone, but so I was like, I was like, maybe I'll figure out some sort of healthy in between. (laughs) I'm sorry. That just, yeah. Mm -hmm. We're like, I mean, cause people, there are people on the internet who claim to not hate themselves. All right. I don't think I hate my own body still. Like, I just wish it was a little smaller for clothing reasons. But, like, I don't hate it so much. And, like, as long as I feel like other people don't hate it. But I feel like other people don't like my body, you know? So that's, like, a sad thing. Well, like Some people like it a lot. And that's fine. That's great. But, like, (laughs) some people don't. And that's been a real divisive thing in my life, you know? But, like, I don't personally have, like, neg- I'm not like, God damn it, my thighs are so big. Because it's like, yeah, no shit, your thighs are big. You have a fucking mirror, you can see it. Like, oh, you no, acknowledging lose- it's not going to make a difference. Losing weight taught me how to hate my body. Because you were looking at it more critically all the time. Yeah, like, and, yeah, I, it just, it's like, I, like, that was never, it, it was a, it was a, it was a thing that happened to me as an adult. Yeah. Where and now it's like cannot be undone. Yeah, so I was like, well, if I'm gonna hate myself no matter what, like, how about I take away these like weird stressors of weighing myself every day and let's see what happens. And it was interesting because like I instantly started to gain weight, mm-hmm. which I could tell just by looking in the mirror because I have all this extra skin. It either is like deflated. <laughs> Or inflated. or inflated, sure, yeah. Um, and so I could tell right away, and I and I liked it more. I was like, "This is great." I am not obsessed with losing weight right now, so it's nice not to worry about that. And I've been enjoying more tasty food. Um, <laughs> Always a plus. French fries, yes, please. Oh yeah, you would never eat those. No, yeah, no, I wouldn't eat French fries. I like would. Bear, like I would like share dessert on a special occasion. Yeah. 
And this is like, oh, I'm getting to enjoy more things. And also, when I look at myself naked, I like it more than I did when I was skinny. Right. Um, and then, like, I don't, like, my body. What would you have done if you had gotten your surgeries, though? Because I know at the time you were thinking of maybe getting some surgeries. Oh, yeah. If I, had got, if I had gotten surgery and had everything removed, then I would have continued to, like, make sure I kept at whatever weight I was supposed to be at. They, I, I felt afraid. Because I, I remember at one point when I was talking to plastic surgeons about getting surgery to have, like, plastic surgery to get excess skin removed, I was like... I feel like my weight, I feel like there's maybe like up to 20 more pounds I could lose. Surgery will take some of that. But what, like, what would it look like if I wanted to lose more after that or even become more athletic and have like a different body comp, et cetera? Like if I'm, you know, running a runner a ton or, you know, what does that all look like? And they were like, you know, I said, is it going to, is it going to be more problems? Is it going to change? And they, and they said, no, it would be fine. I could continue to lose weight. And, and it like the, your skin could adjust better at that rate or something. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I basically felt that way. I was like, uh, yeah, I would maintain, I would continue my life of maintaining. Um, Mm -hmm. and while also feeling like, I really wanted my surgery, but also I didn't think it would change. Like, I like I feel like it's fairly incurable for me to, like, ever like my body. Hmm. Like, I feel, unless unless I can figure out whatever magic potion these people on the internet have that are, like, super, like, self-accepting. Do you like your face? Like, do you like your features? Yes. Like, do you think you're pretty? I think... Yes, but also I feel like it doesn't feel worth anything for me to think I'm pretty. Hmm. And I feel like the, like... Like it doesn't get you anything, you mean? Or it doesn't, like, change... Like it doesn't change anything in the world for you to think that. It doesn't change anything in the world for me to think that. And it's like, well, even if my face is pretty or even if I put on makeup I really like... And feel like, oh, I look pretty. Like, it doesn't change the fact that I, like, don't like other things about my body or that, like, other people don't think my face is pretty. I remember my mom saying that to my sister. She said, like, you can put on all the makeup you want, but that doesn't change, like, that doesn't hide your body or something like that. And I remember being like, that's the meanest thing she's ever said to any of us about anything. And to this day, I still think that's the meanest thing she's ever said to any of us about anything. Was she <laughs> trying remember... to make, what, what, what comment was she trying to make? She was telling Jane she was fat. Like she was saying like, you should lose weight basically. Okay. And Jane, yeah. Jane's like really pretty and it does really good makeup. Like every time she, she does makeup, I get she so does, like, enraged. Such good makeup. Like, it's, I don't even get it. I'm like, you should honestly work at, like, a MAC makeup counter because your makeup is insane. So, like, that's, like, also such a hurtful thing to say to someone who is basically, like, a, you know, I want to say world-class makeup artist because that's how I see anyone who's marginally good at anything. But, you know, someone who's, like, really better than the average person for sure at makeup. Yeah. Um, like, probably wedding makeup level. Like I think Yeah, she totally. Really she, yeah. Always, she always looks, like, super, like, 
like airbrushed like like what how someone looks yeah. at a movie where it's not like over it's not there's no overdone aspect mm-hmm. to it it it's it's just that like really of like over yeah it's like accentuating every feature yeah so she does really great makeup so the added bonus of being like it doesn't matter how good you are at makeup you're still fat is like such a shit thing to say to someone one time my mom and this was like this was probably just 10 years ago like this was when i was adult but she was asking me about being overweight, which I felt really uncomfortable talking with her about. Like, I did not feel like that was a safe conversation to have, but didn't know how to communicate Even that. Even though she was overweight as well? Like, that still didn't feel like it was okay? I mean, I, th- I don't think she was overweight at the time. And okay. I think that, like, my amount of overweightness was enough that, like, someone could bring it up as, like, a health concern. Sure, always. And by someone, I mean a doctor. <laughs> Maybe. At the Biola Health Clinic being like, don't you just feel like you're carrying a backpack with like 20 extra pounds in it? And I was like, I don't know, 60 extra pounds? Like how many extra pounds do you think I think I'm holding in my imaginary backpack on my body? Everyone's carrying a backpack with 20 extra pounds in it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I thought about that all the time ever since that I was like imagining all the way to my body as like in a backpack that I'm somehow holding, which is insane. Like, no, it's just on your body. Like, ugh, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So it your is, mom. It is. Yeah. So my mom said, so, my, and so, yeah, I didn't feel at all comfortable having a conversation about that sort of thing with my mom because there was, there's a lot of conversations I've never felt comfortable having with my mom. And uh, sure. that's not a great place to start having those conversations. <laughs> Let's not start with something that is um, like highly body, volatile, highly volatile body issue related. Global, like global problem <laughs> for women. Right. Uh, yes. Um, but she was so she basically, basically, her attempt at like broaching the subject was, "Are you overweight because you're avoiding relationships with men?" Interesting. I had a friend who described herself as gaining weight after a breakup to avoid the attention of men. Right. Um, and I never knew whether to believe that or not because I can't imagine anyone. You can't imagine anyone choosing to gain weight or, like, having control over the option to gain weight? Sure, yeah. Like, oh, I I just want to be fat for a while. Like, no, you don't. (laughs) That's insane. And, like, here's the thing. Like, so I feel like since I've been gaining weight for the last year, there have been phases of feelings about it. And I've reached a point now of, like, absolute self-hatred that I'm like maybe now we'll swing the other way and I could be skinny and hate myself that way Um, let's be skinny and hate ourselves that way for a while but like (laughs) I'm ready my body is ready (laughs) but in so in that swing like away from skinny there was a period in there where I felt like I like my body this way and by like, I mean, there's no love my body, but like, All oh, right. this, I was like, this feels a little less self-hatred. And also this is a different body than the body that was in a, in a real long-term relationship. And so like, I was like, that feels good. And it felt like this like test of like, I feel good enough about my body and I feel confident enough to date 
but also if someone doesn't like this body, I can just like be like, nope, then it then we're not a good fit. Yeah. But now I've like moved past that and now I'm like like I did date someone who was really into my body and that felt good. Mm-hmm. But also like he liked my body more than I liked my body. Well, I don't think that's entirely true. I mean, I think that a lot of like it was really sad to me a lot of like what happened in your serious relationship because of Oh, I'm not talking about my I'm talking about someone I dated recently. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. No, in my serious relationship he hated my body. Right. In many specific ways, which was so fucking infuriating to even contemplate as a human being alive in the world. Right. That I often was like, no, nobody gets to have those opinions, least of all you. Like, no. Right. No, in my no, in my long term relationship, which prior to getting into, I was my skinny self um, and became skinnier over the course of the relationship. Even I would say partially in in like reception to like the expectations of that relationship. Sure. Perhaps. I mean, all, like it's my rate of weight loss changed because sure. I was in a relationship. You don't have as well, much. Well, it wasn't your sole focus. <laughs> well, you, exactly. That's the thing. It's like when you're in a relationship, you don't get to like dictate every food you eat. I mean, you can, but not if you're in a relationship with someone who just eats like a normal person. I <laughs> uh, just moved to LA. <laughs> And nobody eats like a normal person. Then nobody eats like a normal person and everyone's crazy. Um, Yeah, no, because I was in a relationship, I wasn't eating quite as healthy and I didn't have as much time for working out and it wasn't my sole focus. Like, losing weight was a, like, secondary Secondary, life goal to, you know, being in love and happiness. Being happy forever. Sure. Um. So yeah, my weight loss did slow, but it it also felt important to me because like weighing myself since I started weighing myself has always felt important to me because there's some sort of metric. No, you love measurements. Yeah. Right. So, but, so I was skinny when I got in the relationship and hated my body when I got in the relationship. And I thought before I got in the relationship, I thought, man, it'll be great when a man loves me. And loves my body. And, like, I've had friends who've had boyfriends who have loved their body, flaws and all, for years. And so I was like, yes, that's the great thing about a relationship. When you love everything about a person, you know, give or take a, you know, fight or whatever. A chunk. Yeah. (laughs) When you love everything about a person, like, you can just be yourself and that's great. And I was like, oh, that will be so nice about someday being in a relationship is that like maybe I won't have to get like 500 different plastic surgeries to like myself because someone else will like me and maybe I can then like internalize that idea I can be like oh but then you know he was an asshole and didn't like me so I've been on both sides of the thing where it's like someone I've been in a relationship with someone who doesn't like my body. I've been in a relationship with someone who does like love my body. Um, the hard thing about this is another side note before I continue with that thought. But the hard thing about being fat is that oftentimes you meet men who are interested in you because of your body, which is fucking terrifying and fucking scary. And Uh, I remember when I was on Tinder years and years and years ago that I kept accidentally going on dates with men who would casually then bring it back to like a fat fetish situation. And I was just like, holy God, like I had no idea that that's what you thought was interesting about me was this 
body, which I don't even think that much of. Like, right. that's well, not like one of my main concerns is not this body. And I feel like, and I, I remember like a man telling me like, Oh, if you want to wear yoga pants on the next date, that would be great. And I was just like, so grossed out by that. I was just like, I would never like that seemed like such a like such a tertiary thing to fetishize about someone like well, I was just and, like oh god so I feel that same sort of fear and that same sort of like disgust with someone who would have like who would feel that way but then I also but then I also wonder if like it being culturally described as a fetish is like the problem like no one has an issue with like people being into blondes versus brunettes it's just like a thing and no, so but it's and, not and the it's only just... thing that they talk about it's not like you're like oh your blonde hair i can't wait to touch your blonde hair oh, and gross. I, I love stop I stop love this stop blonde hair like that's what i'm saying like i found like the the men that i went on dates with who seemed to be into like bigger women would talk about it like so openly as if you were to be like excited that they were deigning to like interact with you in some way which is so odd to me but I've i been can't in, like, like i can't a relationship with i've been like in a relation relationship romantic situations with men who appreciate and value my body and it is not the most important and valuable thing about me for which i am eternally grateful and eternally validated like like hey i love your personality and who you are as a person. And also you're inside this body and I like your body too. Like that seems like the magic fucking bullet, you know? Right. That's, uh, and I feel like that's how it should be. And I like recently dated a guy that I, I think he could, I like, I would say like that is how he communicated. Um, it made me uncomfortable sometimes when he talked. Isn't it odd a little bit? Like you're like, I, wow, I spent a lot of time hating this thing and you like it. And I'm a little nervous about that. Yeah, it made me uncomfortable sometimes when he would say complimentary things about my body. Like, he would just be like, oh, my God, your legs are so strong. And, like, I'm like, well, that's true. I'm a fucking serial killer. <laughs> These legs have squeezed the life out of more men than we'll ever know. I was like, that's These legs true. Are crushing the heads of my enemies between these thighs. That sounds like a Beyonce, like the Beyonce movie. These legs have crushed the heads of men between these thighs. It's my Beyonce voice, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, keep going. But yeah, and, and the thing about this guy that I was recently dating who loved my body and many other things about me um, was like when I felt like it wasn't a long-term connection, I felt like wait am I being too picky should I like settle and I mean obviously I decided no because like kill me I can't I can't settle for like anything let alone a relationship like the <laughs> ship has sailed like I did the settling in a relationship I yeah, have you did. no more space for it yeah um, past, past tense yeah well, it's like, yeah, you set, like, I mean, lots of people settle for relationships all the time because they are in love. And so now I'm like, well, let's not settle before we fall in love. Then we can maybe avoid that. Yeah. But like, I don't know. There was this, I don't know how to love my body. It doesn't matter what size or shape it is. I feel like right now... I hate my body a lot 
And sometimes uh-huh. I hate my body a medium amount. And so I'm like, should I lose weight so I can hate my body a medium amount? And I'm like, I don't understand Maybe. what the rules are. Well, you make the rules. I can't. I'm broken. Well, it's also odd being in a relationship with someone when your body changes drastically. Because I've gained probably like, I would say, 90 pounds in the time that I've been with John uh-huh. um, over the years. And like, he has, I think, been a lot more understanding and good about it than a lot of people in relationships that I know of or have heard about. I still think that that's like not an ideal situation for someone to like be in perhaps, you know, like, I mean, if he had gained a hundred pounds, I don't know like what I would have thought of that situation as well. You know, like that would be cause for alarm for me. I'd be like, what's happening? Like clearly something is wrong or something has like happened or, you know what I mean? But it's odd, like living through it yourself because it just happens kind of slowly and you're like, oh, this is what happens, I guess, to bodies is they just gain weight. I mean, I don't like, I feel like it's also odd being in a relationship with someone where you're like, I really like your body and they also don't like their body, you know, like, and that's happened to me before in previous relationships too, where I'm like, I genuinely have like adored the bodies of everyone that I've been in a relationship with and not felt any hatred or like sadness towards them in any way like I never felt like I could be like greedy enough to be picky like why like I love them even if they're strong even if they're large like whatever shape their body is it contains a person and that person is the thing that I love so the body doesn't matter that's like and that's been true like that's not that's not how everyone else feels in every relationship like not even romantic but just like everyone I've ever known and cared about it's like I've never thought anything about their bodies other than like that it exists you know and so it's so weird to hear people have opinions about them yeah and your body is here I see it like that's the extent of it well before I lost my health insurance I was like I realized you could just say no to being weighed eventually because I I was like oh I don't want to do that because I don't want to hear a fucking lecture about my weight that's like not going to help me so I just they'd be like okay time to step on the scale and I would say like I respectfully decline and they'd be like okay cool Honestly, part of what, like, swung me back into, like, rage about my body was getting weighed. I, like, had chosen. I chose last July not to weigh myself. I was in the emergency room because I had had a cold for, you know, a month or however long it had been. And my healthcare provider was basically like, you need to go into the emergency room. We need to make sure it's not, you know, pneumonia or et cetera. Um, because of all of my 7 billion pre-existing conditions, they were like, it's really important. And so I didn't want to do it. It was late at night. It felt very difficult, but I was like, I'll go in. And then like, I'm just like being shuffled through 20 lines and it's the emergency room. It's not like my doctor's office where I feel like I could have said no. So I'm at the hospital and it's just like part of their thing and it's all happening. And in order, like, I don't want to say, I don't want to decline anything because I'm afraid that'll put me in some sort of line that's going to take like seven hours instead of the two hours I've signed on for. So I'm like, I'll just avoid the information. But you're standing on the scale and it's like at eye level. It's really hard to see. It's really hard to avoid. Yeah. Because you're like, I'm looking at it. And then like 10 seconds later, you're sitting down and they have a printout with your name on it. And on and that printout, all of your they, info. They, they no, she like wrote it in pen, like on there. 
So it was unable for me to not know that I had gained, give or take, 70 pounds. And... Uh, to have been, like, a shocking thing to encounter. It just felt like, here's the thing, like, I don't... It's like when there's not a number, I care a lot less. Like, it just felt like the fact that it had a quantity that other people would care about and I weighed an amount that other people would classify in a certain way, like, that all felt like suddenly I was, like, jarred into a new category of unsureness. The number itself threw me into a category of, like, I'm bad. I've failed. Now I'm this person, et cetera. (sighs) Which is all like I can say, like, with my words, that's all bullshit. And I can also say, like, if I love myself, it doesn't actually matter. But it does matter. Everything in the universe tells you that it matters. So how could it not matter? But if you, like, if you have confidence in who you are and what you're if Body you have is. the ability to disregard reality and the reality that everyone else fucking exists in, then yeah, sure. And then, like, here's the thing. Like, I dated someone for a really long time when I was small, and they still hated my body. Like, hate, hate. That's them, I know, but the thing is, so then that makes it that makes me want to not be small. It's like, I'd rather be big where there's not, like... I don't know. It felt like the way he hated me was like. The way he hated you was specific and malicious and unique to you. And which makes it psychotic. Like that's what makes it like an act of violence against yourself is that it was specific, which is like what is so terrifying about that entire situation. And it's a situation I've never been in. It's not that he hates the cultural idea of fatness. He hated you, which is different. He hated Right. He Yeah. And. But I don't, like, it's, like, it felt like to me, because the things he hated about me, and, like, it's not worth going into how I know what he hated about me, but I didn't know the very specific things he hated about me, um, were, like, results of the fact that I had been fat. It's, like. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so unfair. But also, the, but the, I mean, but there was also stuff on the list that there was stuff about my hair, right? Which has nothing to do with weight. So, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just so crazy to me. Like, I can't process it. Like the the whole thing is so crazy to right. me. No, like it is crazy, and it's like I can sometimes talk about it, but also like maybe the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, undoubtedly the most traumatic thing. Like, I think, like, you've endured a lot of awful things in your life, but that is something that I can't imagine. And the way that you handle it, I think, is, is like, but I, but- um, extraordinarily brave and extraordinarily strong, even in, like, like kind of beyond all-end-all situation. But, like, I feel like I, sh- like, even in handling it, I feel like... I shouldn't care what he thought. I shouldn't have cared what he thought. It shouldn't matter. I shouldn't, like, I wish I didn't remember it. I wish I, which, whatever. A lot of things I wish. But, like, it just, it's like, it felt to me, like, okay, I look 
skinny enough. And then if you take my clothes off, then it's this big surprise. And here's 500 things for you to hate. And sure, there's probably someone in the world, statistics would say, that would love me regardless. But, like, that feels like a lot of risky encounters. And I feel like it feels safer to have, like, clothes on match clothes off for whatever that means yeah yeah to be bigger and like not hiding that somehow right like field guys whatever that, that way. means yeah whatever that means like at least i won't be accused of anything later later well yeah i mean i wasn't accused of anything i was just hated yeah Yeah, I mean, I felt I felt similarly in my life that like, oh, I have like fooled men into like tolerating me because of my personality. Like, oh, I'm funny and I'm interesting and I can be like cool. Like they accidentally so, became friends with me and now they don't know what to do about it. Right. Like, or they accidentally like found themselves attracted to me, which is something that would never normally happen to them, you know, and like. Like, I think about that with, like, Matt or sometimes. I'm like, oh, man, like, that's someone who, like, I think maybe was, like, overwhelmed by his attraction to me, but, like, wasn't actually that interested in me as a person, which is still just like, ah, like, I think I fooled you somehow, you know? <laughs> like, you got caught up somehow in me, and then were willing to overlook, like, overlook, quote, unquote, 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 like, my body, which is, like, a failing according to society's like, standards, you know? But, like, with him... I mean, he's the guy who asked for your number because he saw a nude painting of you. Right. So like, the ultimate. Right. So, like, if you can't get someone who goes out with you because of a nude painting to, like, actually be a human being, like, what can you do? Like, I don't understand. It just really feels like it's... um. 16 of one half a dozen of the other or whatever the metaphor is i mean it's worse than that because it's either men idolize and worship you for your physical form which is tawdry and unacceptable or they accept and tolerate your personality that it happens to exist inside of a fat woman like or a the idea woman. that a I mean, man for, could... for that matter i mean not that i've ever had these problems but i'm sure there's plenty of beautiful women like socially beautiful who then have the same problem where it's like oh yeah no because of their I, body and tolerated because of their personality. I think about that all the time like I think about that all the time I was like out with my friend Caitlin a couple years ago like a model literally a model and three times during the night that we were out like an average night not a party night like men came up to her and said you are so beautiful I have to know you like can I take you out to dinner can I call you and every single time she was like oh no like that's so kind of you but no thank you and I was just stunned I was like these people love you because of what you look like and that's not an abnormal experience for you that's every day every day that you walk through this world you are so beautiful that people are drawn to you magnetically and they can't like not be around you like what a thing to experience I can't even imagine that you know 
which of course, as you said, its own its own set of problems right. in an enormous yeah. way. I mean, it's like well, because you were it's like a different kind of fetish. Like exactly, like that's how it feels. Like it feels like when you describe the the guy with the fat fetish, I feel like there's a lot of women who experience that same sort of like weird obsession but it's for different reasons well, how could you ever trust how could you ever trust anyone like how could you I ever don't know how to ever trust anyone because yeah <laughs> you can date someone for years who loves you in a lot of important ways and still hates you yeah Yeah, I worry about that so much. And I think about that so much. Like, what is enough? Like, what? It, like, how much should you expect? Like, is it enough to say, like, oh, this person loves me, like, 65% and that's enough to, like, expect that? Or do you expect that you should get everything? Like, how much, like, what? It, at what point are you being greedy? At what point are you being reasonable? I mean, I think, and I don't yeah, know. I think that's something that, like... <sighs> Like merit, so like say I have the perfect relationship, but like this person doesn't like my body and doesn't desire me. Like, well, what then? I mean, you right? Know? I mean, it probably differs from person to person, like where sure. their like dials are on what's important to them. But like, I think like this is something that like marriage conferences probably like do well, and I feel like there's many things marriage conferences do horribly. So that's why I'm mentioning this as an outlier but like they say like yeah once you do make that commitment to someone like yep this is it forever and ever like blood oath i i like sickness health etc etc like what that means is that you've made that commitment and also a lot of terrible things will happen that will make you hate each other and so then it's like comes yeah. back to that commitment. And so like that is an idea I can understand where it's like there there's a there's a fence around the situation. A binding oath. Yeah. yeah. And so like yeah, sure. and so you can And you're gonna eat a shit sandwich now and then, exactly. but like that's like what there's all sorts of things that could happen. And like I mean, when my ex and I were fighting about like these sorts of things, it was like I was like, we're young. Like, who knows what's going to happen to either of our bodies? Like, how could we possibly, like, enter the relationship or the marriage or whatever with ideas of how it should be? And, like, and that's how I feel, like, even when you talk about, like, your relationship with John and how, like, which has been a really long time. And you say 90 pounds, which, like, I guess could be a lot according to some people, but it's been many years. And people could get married at 30 and in 10 years, like, like bodies are bullshit. Like who knows? No, I could gain another, like I could become sick. I could get RA. Like I'm just 30 now. Like who right. knows? Like I could gain, like I could have a thyroid problem. Well, also people get old. Like it has, like, even if you don't gain yeah. weight, you're going to no, get wrinkly. Like, uh, one of the things my ex-boyfriend oh. had a problem. Well, he, I mean, he had a problem with all my wrinkles in all of their places, sure. but like even like bags under my eyes, which are a result of weight loss for the record. Mm. But like, like those are all things that happen with age and it's like what like is that why we're supposed to marry young because at that point you can like actually trap someone into loving you at your young age and making some sort of commitment where you can't back out like i don't understand 
I thought about this a lot when John had John like almost slipped a disc or something bad happened with his back and he couldn't walk. He hurt his back really bad for about 48 hours and he thought it was the end. He really did. But like I had to hold him up while he walked and we had to walk very slowly and like he couldn't go to the bathroom without help and like all this stuff. Like, I mean, he would die if I knew I was telling you the story, but like, I mean, it was really scary. And he said like, what will happen if this is, he said, this is might be how I am forever. And I thought about that and I was like, that would be an incredible hardship in my life to like deal with someone who couldn't walk, like who suddenly couldn't walk, you know, who was not born that way, but who was not acclimated to it, but who suddenly became like mostly paralyzed or immobilized to the point where he would fall over if he tried to walk on his own, you know? And luckily his back improved and he was able to walk again. But I really thought about that and he really thought about it too. Like, what would my life be like were I unable to walk ever again? And it was odd to be so confronted with something so visceral at the time, you know, like you can always like idealize those things or be like, we'll be together when we're old. We'll be together through thick and thin, through sickness and how and in good health. And it's like, yeah, it's easy to pretend about those things, but those things happen to people and they're devastating. They're not easy to get through. They're impossible to get through. How did you want to end this? I don't know. I'm reviewing my notes. Do you want to hear what they say? Yes. I don't know what I, I probably wrote these like a month ago. There's not a date on this page. Labeled body. It says, Stopped weighing myself. Stopped dieting. Stopped exercising. No one else's problem. Mm -hmm. How to know my body without it being anyone else's. How to be invisible. Hmm. What the world thinks size well, means. Be almost 300 pounds in Los Angeles. You'll be invisible for the rest of your life. Don't worry. And then the fears I have. What are the fears that you have? Oh, the fears I have are all the... I mean, I feel like we've discussed them all. The fears I have are other people. I have those fears too. But I will say that there is something more rewarding and more giving and more delightful in the entire, like to have someone that accepts your body, not only accepts it, but delights in your body is a gift to be on measure and not for what it is, not for like the fact that it is a fat body, but that it is your body is one of the greatest gifts that I've been given. And I would say that that's extraordinary. And I am accepting that as with open hands as much as I can. I agree, but also like, it just feels like, if you don't accept your own body, how could you possibly like a let it be a receive receive it, but also mm-hmm. b it feels like some sort of deserving thing too. It's not about deserving. It's like a nice surprise. It's like oh. Like, I don't mind my body so much, and it's and it's not as big a deal to me as it is to almost everyone else in the universe. And for you to, like, find it desirable and for me to find evidence of that desire is beyond. Like, and for that not to be the focal point of the relationship or not to be the focal point of the situation. Yeah, so I guess in your situation, you're saying you already liked your body. But, like, for me, it's, like, well, I, like... I don't like it. I mean, I just don't hate it. Like, I mean, it's, like, it is what it is. I can't, like... I feel like I'm unable to alter it, though I try. I feel like I've altered my body in a hundred different ways. 
and altering it has only made me hate it and how can anyone else love it if I hate it it still feels like a magic trick though don't you think like do you feel like you were a different person when you were quote unquote skinny than you were when you were quote unquote fat like you said you were the same no, person. No, I don't feel like, like I'm a different person. I feel like I hated myself both ways. Yeah. As skinny, I get to like fly under a radar more, which just which no one notices. Which, by yeah. the way, feels like some sort of trap where you meet someone feels and evil. fall in love and they hate you. <laughs> yeah, they were tricked. Yep. <laughs> oh God. No, I think about that a lot. Like, how would I ever find someone that loves my body? You know. Well, and it, yeah, it just, like, and that statement, like, I totally, like, feel the same way. Like, how will I ever meet someone and fall in love with someone who loves my body? Like, I feel that same way. But then I also feel like, well, I don't love my body, so how could I possibly expect anyone else to? Like, that seems, that seems like a tall order. Someone else? And I- loving you is a different thing though than you loving yourself like it's like tertiary it's like a nice affirmation but it doesn't matter in the end right it's but not I also as, like- feel like maybe if I loved myself better or more accurately before I had met my ex like I wouldn't have fallen in love with him like th- like it feels like I'm not saying like you wouldn't have been searching for validation not- like- I mean s- calling it searching for validation suggests there was some sort of like Equality, give and take. Right, like not, yeah, no, like no, it just feels like this, like it. It feels like I'm trying to crack some sort of code where it's like, how do you? If I love me, someone else will love me, and blah blah blah. Like quality, no. And it's like, and I mean, like this episode is about body, and there's like so much to be said about that. But, like, I mean, it goes into beyond body, too. Like, there's all sorts of reasons we hate ourselves. And all sorts of reasons other people don't hate us. And I just don't get where the, like, where the line is. Because there's this idea of, like, if you're confident, if you love yourself, like, then the right person will come. Or, like, whatever. And I'm like, I don't. Well, I, I can't... I feel silly, though. It feels like a trick. Well, I can't conceive of a universe in which I'm actually qualified for anyone else to love me. So, I'm like, all right. Party on. That's so sad to me, because I've, I've derived so much pleasure in my own life from loving you, you know? Like, so it's it's sad to me that you feel like that's not an avenue for someone else to experience you in those same ways. I mean, different ways, obviously. We're not in a committed lesbian relationship. As convenient as that would make our lives. I don't know if it would make it that convenient. You probably would not be on board with the uh, relationship rules I would dictate. (laughs) You have so many rules. I can't live that way. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I just... I don't know. Anyway, I gained weight. I have some feelings about it. None of them mean anything. They mean something. They must. But probably I'll start weighing myself again and we can do this episode again in like six months when I'm like 10 pounds skinnier and I can be like, guys, I'm skinny now. It's still still awful. 
I would love to experience how awful it is to be skinny for once. See what the difference is, you know? If there's nothing you've learned from me, please. It said it doesn't matter. Being skinny is awful. Yeah, but like, I mean, I do feel like you wouldn't be able to trust anyone ever. Exactly. Like, you'd be like no, suspicious you can't trust of everyone. Because you'd be like, you just like me because I'm skinny, not because of who I am as a person, which is insane. Okay, first of all, you make that sound like my personal experience was some sort of like skinny festival no, it's the where universe. everyone wanted to date me. That's not what happened. No, no, no. It is the universe that I've experienced in my own life where I'm like, you want to fuck that girl because she's skinny, which is stupid because she's insane. Like, I am a better person and more interesting or whatever and more crazy, like, sexually, maybe. And it's like, I am very interesting and was skinny for a period and no one was like, there wasn't a line out the door, for the record. I know. I feel like I feel like I could get a line. We'll see. No, I support you in all of your lines. I'm just saying. Thank you. I want to cue it up, you know? Do you want to do a joke life moment? I have one. Okay, so... Last week. So first of all, I've been drinking less in the year 2017, which is like weird because I didn't decide like now I'm going to be good drink less. It just sort of happened as my brain realized that drinking doesn't make me any happier than not drinking. Mm -hmm. But having money does make me happier. (laughs) So I stopped Mm -hmm. buying alcohol and I was like, guess I'll just lay here and be sad with alcohol without alcohol instead of laying here and being sad with alcohol. Anyway, um, I broke the mold. It was like, I don't know. My period was starting. Something else happened. I was like, I just want some goddamn wine, which spoiler yeah. alert didn't pay off. Like, I don't know. I felt great. No, today is not the joke life moment in question. Today feels great. Right. No, the story in question, after I drank the wine, which I only even made it through three quarters of the bottle, which, again, like amateur hour, I felt no different. I was like, I guess I had wine for dinner, and that's how it felt. Anyway, I went to Walmart, because it was the closest grocery store to where I was dog-sitting, and... I got their cheapest wine, which is $3.298, and is this label called Lucky Duck, mm-hmm. which I've had before, but it was when I was drinking, like, a lot, so I didn't recall how awful it was. Yeah. But it really, like, brought the shame on. Like, really? This is mm. what you're doing? But also, I'm trying to not work, so I can not work. So that means I only get three. I yep. only get three dollar wine. Means to an end, ends to a mean. Right. Um. Now here's here's the joke life moment. I bring home my three dollar Lucky Duck wine, and it has a fucking cork in it. Uh oh! Did you push the cork down into the body? Thankfully, it's not made out of cork. It's made out of the, that, like, silicone rubber. Plastic, polyurethane, like, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm like, all right, all right, I can fight with this. I can definitely fight with this. Uh, I could not push it down in. That was too hard. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So I got a sharp knife and just went to town. And I thought, like... Whittling yeah. out. So I thought that I could just, like get the knife 
through it. And once I got air to the other side where the wine was, some wine would come through. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I could drill a hole uh, with forks. A drill. That's what I should have used. Maybe, but you'd have like particulate matter in the yeah, wine. Yeah, but the particulate matter wouldn't be cork. It would have been this shitty plastic material, which is a lot easier to sift out. Cork is a natural element, so you're like wood chip winding it up. But, but the plastic thingy. That's easy to sort out. Anyway, uh, it took me probably 45 minutes of various attempts. And basically... Push that cork in, baby. Well, I was finally able to push it in after I had, like, whittled out, like, two-fifths. Some area? Like, two-fifths of it. You did good work. If you did it with a set of keys, I'd be even more impressed. But, like, I get that it was the keys and spirit. Yeah, no, it was the keys and spirit. It was, like, whatever steak. These people clearly don't eat at home ever. They're, like, a takeout family if ever there was. Like, I was... Graham Walker was going to be adopted any minute. Sure. I can't think of anything good. I messaged someone um, about building an app for a perfume newsletter that they send. It's not bragging. It's lame. I can't help them at all. And she was like, are you a developer? Can you help us build this app? And I was like, no, I just have a lot of opinions about how to build an app. I don't actually know how to build an app at all. And then I was like, here's what the app needs, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, wait, so are you helping or not helping? And I was like, decidedly not helping. I'm sorry. That was my joke life moment. You tried to help, but you didn't really try to help. You tried to make yourself look good. You yeah, idiot. it's like opinions and... Uh... Opinions.com is my new website. Ooh, I and... like it. It's bold. It's bold. Is it like Twitter, but uh, less timely, more forever? Twitter meets yeah. Pinterest. I, may... I maybe have to go to the bathroom worse than I've ever had to go to the bathroom before in my entire life. Is I that your right joke life moment you're trying to get out of our podcast show? I'm going to die. I might actually wet my pants right now is how bad it is. It's the truth, so... Can I tell listeners where to find us? Oh my god, tell them. Um, twogirlstalking.club because it's like a club when you're with us. It's hey, cool, you're a member. Co- but also it's bright and Can shiny I and exciting. Can I to ask you a personal business question? Of course, always. Hey, should I make a group for everyone to join that's called the Two Girls Talking <gasps> Club on Facebook? <laughs> that's so but like what would even happen in that club would i ask daily coaching questions like what would happen we talk about postage we talk about like wine oh okay cool then yes it's happening so add us on facebook um go to twogirlstalking.club and you can find the link to our new facebook group which you're hearing about very first here you should rate us review us you should tell your friends if you have any friends i don't even know if you have any friends but i'm willing to bet that you do because you live abroad you live an interesting vibrant life a mysterious spicy interesting life (laughs) and you're going to tell your friends about this cool podcast you heard where women white american women complain about their bodies and you're going to be like it's revolutionary it's intriguing and i must hear more that's what you're going to say in your accent, which is a mixture of every accent I've ever heard in my entire life. For the record, our readership has changed in the last two months. We've, yeah, we've gone from 25%. It's all Danish. Well, it's we all Danish went people. from 25% international to 16% international, which I feel a little sad about. Well, we lost the international market. That's fine. We stopped talking about international affairs. We talked. We didn't talk about Le Pen. We didn't talk about Macron. We didn't talk about anything, you know? 
Oh my god, you have to end this. You have to end this. I will. Something bad's gonna happen to my body. More bad. Good night. Good night. I have to go to the bathroom so bad. I have to go back. I've heard.